trying to make sure that that I share. Y'all, y'all make sure y'all share. Don't I don't. Um, I'm sharing to a few different spaces uh, myself. So just in case you didn't know, uh, you can share to different uh, Facebook groups that you might be in. Uh, so I wanted to make sure, uh, make sure I do that. All right. All right, y'all. I am um, I am excited about tonight. <clears throat> I'm excited about the whole series. Uh, that we're currently in the I Want More uh, Fruit of the Spirit series. Um, the goal for this series was for, uh, if for nothing else, um, for us to really understand uh, how to be more like God. And so uh, the idea is um, if God deposits his spirit into us, then there should be evidence of his spirit in us. Um, and that evidence uh, is, is the fruit, right? So there's certain things that we should be displaying as proof that the spirit of God is in us. And that's what the fruit of the spirit are or is. Um, we talked about this last week. It's, it's, it's one fruit with nine parts. Um, one fruit with nine parts similar to an orange when you peel an orange versus cutting an orange when you peel it you understand that you can separate it into parts and sections and so that's the same way the fruit of the spirit works it's one one fruit nine parts okay so so what we're uh doing with this series is because we're at the top of a new year um we're in january of 2021 we're at the top of a new year um we want to make sure that we are uh, that we are showing the evidence of God in our lives. That's, that's the best way to say it. That we are allowing God to show himself uh, and, and use our lives to do so. Okay. So we talked about before how, you know, when you're in real relationship with God and you really are uh, in tune with his spirit, that there are certain characteristics uh, that you should be exhibiting. Um, the first of which we talked about was love. Um, and it makes sense that we would, that love would be listed first because um, the Bible says that God is love, right? So that would be, that would make sense for that to be the first characteristics the first characteristic of God's evidence in our lives to be love because, of course, God is love. Okay. So, um, so we talked about that. Uh, and then we went into joy. Okay. And we understand that with joy, uh, joy is not, joy is not necessarily, um, limited to i'm gonna be up and down in this chair i can i can feel it uh joy is not limited to um 
what's happening in your life. That is a characteristic of happiness, right? Happiness is predicated on what's happening. Joy uh, is actually the source of happiness, okay? So you can have happiness, or I'm sorry, you can have joy without happiness, but you cannot have happiness without joy, okay? So we talked about that next. Then this past Sunday, we talked about peace. Uh, peace being uh, a calmness and or a tranquility um, even in the middle of chaos, okay? And so we serve a God of peace because we serve a God of peace and he deposits his spirit in us, then we should be able to experience peace even though there's chaos happening around us, okay? Um, and so we talked about that on Sunday. We talked about the fact that God's peace is a peace that surpasses all human understanding because there are going to be times in your life where the chaos is so strong that you really should be losing your mind. But because of the peace of God, uh, you have a calmness or tranquility about you that allows you to be able to navigate life circumstances with a level head. All right. Tonight, we're going to talk about patience. Tonight, we're going to talk about patience. And I believe that patience now now understand that uh, in Galatians 5, 22, 23, where the fruit of the spirit is listed, um, Paul says, um, for, for, you know, as it pertains to these things, there is no law, right? So you can never have too much. You can never express it too much. Uh, you, you can never, you can never do too much of these things, right? And so that's the case for all of the aspects of the fruit of the spirit. But I believe that our human nature, our human nature uh, oftentimes uh, makes patience one of those things that all of us could use a lot more of. Okay. Um, for, 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 you know, one reason or another, all of us can use more patience. Now, some of these aspects of the fruit of the spirit sort of, sort of develop in your life as you get older, uh, the longer you walk with God and things like that. Patience is one of those things that I believe um, is, is not as easily transferred as it pertains to the areas of our lives, okay? Um, and so with that being said, sometimes with patience, you, you might gain patience in one particular area and lose patience in another. So generally, as people get older, they realize that life is precious and it's important to enjoy the now because you never know, um, you know, what's promised uh, that, you know, if you're going to make it to tomorrow. So you got to enjoy what's happening right now. Um, but then and, and generally people learn that as they get older. But then as they get older, they also realize, you know what, I don't got time for that. You know, whatever that might be, I don't have time for that, you know, and so they may lack patience in another area. So tonight we're going to. Uh, talk about patience, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to um, extract some principles from uh, the scriptures. Uh, and we're going to talk about the lost virtue, the lost virtue. So let's pray and let's really get into uh, tonight's lesson. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this time together. We thank you 
for your word. We thank you for your spirit that gives us understanding. Now, God, we pray that everything that's said and done be said and done for your glory. We thank you, praise you, and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Before we get into this real good, make sure you share. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, share it to your timeline, share it to whatever Facebook groups you might be in. Um, if you got family Facebook groups, share it there. If you got crafting Facebook groups, share it there. Just share it everywhere. All right. Um, if you're on YouTube or AFCC Indie, remember you have to uh, copy the link from your browser and send it to people intentionally. Uh, if you're on Facebook, also you can tag five people in the comments and let them know uh, that this is where they need to be. All right. Let's get into it. The lost virtue, the lost virtue, patience. We've all heard uh, the saying or the proverb, patience is a virtue. Uh, we've all heard that and we've heard it for so long that uh, many philosophers and theologians, uh, historians uh, would agree that they cannot necessarily put their finger on who originated or coined this particular term. Um, some dated all the way back to the times of Cato uh, in, in the early third, fourth, fifth century. Um, you know, it, it, it goes back that far, but we've all heard the saying, patience is a virtue. Uh, but, but I believe uh, that as time goes on, patience becomes more and more a lost virtue. More and more patience becomes a lost virtue. And many of us, uh, many of us falsely believe that we exercise patience in our everyday lives um, but the reality is uh, just because you know how to be patient in one particular area, it does not necessarily make you a patient person. OK, um, and so so what I want to do tonight is I want to uh, go into the scriptures and let's look at what God has to say about patience, because here's the thing about the fruit of the spirit. When we understand and when we begin to study the fruit of the spirit, what we understand is is that these are actually characteristics of God, but because God's spirit has been deposited in us, then we should then be able to exhibit these same types of characteristics. Okay, so these things would then become evidence in our lives that God is in control and evidence in our lives that the spirit of God lives in us. So the fact that, uh, or yeah, the fact that an individual is not patient or does not practice patience, uh, is oftentimes an indicator of uh, a lack of relationship with the Spirit of God. Uh, and, and when we say lack of relationship, we're not talking about a length of time. Uh, we're not talking about how long you've been saved. We're not talking about how much you pray and how much you study. We're talking about the maturity level to say, I'm not going to cherry pick. I'm not going to pick and choose what I want to obey God in. Um, what I mean by that is we can't on one hand say uh, that we believe God and we have faith in God that he would fulfill his word, that we have faith in God, that he would provide blessings for us, that we have faith in God uh, for the things that we pray for. But And, and so we exercise uh, the faith factor, but we then don't exercise the patience factor because, God, I, I believed you for it, but I believed you to do it in the time frame that I want it. OK, and so so many of us get frustrated and, and many of us uh, uh, 
are understanding that we must uh, exercise the patience muscle uh, and understand that what what we need to do is be able to um, be patient longer than we were the last time in some situations. Okay, Uh, understanding that just because God did it in six months last time doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to do it in six months this time. And, and, and needing to be okay with that. So um, before we really dig into the scriptures, I want us, y'all know we've been, we've been uh, really practical. Uh, I try to be as practical as possible as anyway, but specifically in this teaching series, uh, we've been really practical. So y'all know we're going to start first with a definition and that definition is going to uh, navigate our conversation. It'll be our GPS uh, system through tonight's navigation. So the definition of patience or the definition that we're going to use tonight is um, is this patience is quiet, steady perseverance and even tempered. Okay. I hope I hope you all are taking notes. I hope and pray uh, that you all are taking notes. Uh, We put it up on the screen for you, but I need you to get that written down so that you can go back. Uh, and and review and exercise these things. Patience, once again, is quiet, steady perseverance, and even-tempered. Okay. All right. So, if we, if we uh, based on this definition that is going to uh, help us to navigate uh, through our uh, teaching points tonight, um, and, and we, we're going to see, uh, does this definition align with the biblical principles as it pertains to patience? Okay. So first thing, uh, patience is quiet. Okay. Quiet. Now, m- many of us, many of us need to uh, really be able to find uh the balance of understanding as it pertains to being quiet. Uh, Because many of us uh, are quiet about the wrong things. Okay. Now, um, for some of us, for some of us, we need to do a little bit more talking. Okay. But it's not necessarily what you say. Oftentimes it's how you say it. Um, But sometimes it is the content of your speech. And so for some of us, uh, we need to understand that we, we might need to do a little bit more talking because many of us hide behind silence uh, so that we don't have to face accountability. Okay. Many of us hide behind silence or privacy, as we would like to call it, so that we don't have to face accountability. Um, others of us do more talking than we do working. Okay. So, so some of us, some of us actually do more talking than we do working. Some of us, uh, got plenty of Facebook posts about what, what I'm about to do, but we don't ever see anything ever actually get done. Okay. So, so what we, what we need to do is, uh, we need to make sure that we have a healthy balance of understanding. Um, 
Now, patience, patience will allow us to be able to speak when we need to speak and be quiet when we need to be quiet. Okay. Now, um, quiet, quiet, quiet. Okay. So it's quiet. Uh, so it's not when it, it's quiet because it's not boastful. Okay. It's not boastful. It's, it's not, it's not braggadocious. Um, a patient person, you'll rarely hear a patient person brag about whatever it is they're doing or not doing. Okay. You'll never, you're, you'll rarely hear a patient person bragging. And here's why, because boastfulness is oftentimes a characteristic of pride. Okay. And, and we, we need to be careful of pride. So when you start to brag, um, th this isn't even a part of tonight's, you know, notes or anything like that. But the Bible says, even as it pertains to salvation, we are saved by grace through faith, not by works so that nobody can brag. So God designed salvation to be uh, attained in a way that I can't be more saved than you. Either I'm saved or I'm not. Either you're saved or you're not. We, we can't. So if you could, if there was something you could do to obtain your salvation other than accept it, if there was, if there were acts that you could accomplish in order to obtain salvation, um, then, then if my act is greater than yours, then I, I should, you know, as a byproduct, be more saved than you or be closer to God than you. And God says, no, you're saved by grace. All of you. Uh, your salvation is, is, is by grace through faith in uh, what has taken place. And so uh, and so so we understand that 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 patience, uh, that patience and pride oftentimes don't are not able to coexist. OK, so with that being said, I, I want to look real quick. Um, let's look at some scripture. Let's look at some scripture. Uh, let's look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Um, let me pull it out real quick on my end. Uh, very familiar passage. Uh, Y'all already know what it says, uh, but we'll read it anyway. Uh, let me get the right translation because we're in the English Standard Version tonight. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, here we go. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. OK, so so one of the reasons why you don't ever see or you would rarely see a patient person functioning, uh, 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 bragging or functioning in pride is because uh, a patient person realizes that that life is about ebbs and flows. And so a patient person understands that 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 if I'm on a mountaintop, the next thing for me has to be a valley. But after that valley has to be another mountaintop. And then there's some climbing, some ascending and descending in between. So a patient person won't function in pride because they understand the ups and downs of life. And a patient person understands that pride, uh, that pride is, 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 uh, is often evidence that, that, that the fall is coming. So, so when you talk about life's uh, mountaintops and valleys, uh, there's a difference between 
descending a mountain and falling down a mountain. There, there's a difference. And so the, the patient person understands that, that uh, if you're not careful, it, it'll take you a long time to get up. Um, but if you fall, you'll fall quickly. Uh, so a patient person understands that sometimes, you know, you got to slow it down. So you so you're not likely uh, to hear uh, a patient person uh, bragging. Uh, let's look at let's look at uh, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter seven, verse eight. Uh, Ecclesiastes. Uh, uh, King Solomon wrote uh, or is cre credited with the majority of the book of Proverbs. Uh, he's also uh, accredited by most uh, with the book of Ecclesiastes, although uh, there's some some discrepancy uh, as to who wrote that. But but it's likely that these thoughts come from uh, the same writer. But Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse eight says this better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. So what happens is what happens is. Uh, uh, the non-patient person or the proud person will brag just for the sake of starting. But the patient person understands that there's more than just starting. The patient person understands that, that you got to put in some effort to finish a thing and that, that really the beginning or the completion of a task, the completion of a goal, the manifestation of a blessing is better than the beginning. Uh, uh, receiving a promise from God is actually better than, than hearing the promise from God. But a patient person understands that once I hear the promise, that there's process that takes place before I can obtain the promise. And so so the prideful person will begin to brag on the promise being made and, and be so focused on bragging that the promise was made that they missed the process. And now they're not able to obtain the blessing because they've gotten so focused on the promise and, and, and their and their pride that, that yeah, look, look what I got. Look what look what I'm doing that they messed the whole thing up. But a patient person understands that the promise is just the beginning, right? And so uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes says, better is the end of a thing. Better is the end of a thing. So so many of us, many of us, so many of us have a hard time letting things go. But the Bible says that, that the end is better. The completion of a thing is actually better than the start of a thing. Uh, and so and so there's blessing in the completion and but you only get to completion when you practice patience okay uh, i hope all of this is making sense i hope all of this is making sense so so understand that there is a fine line between testifying of the goodness of God in your life and bragging on the situations of your life. Understand that 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 bragging and boastfulness is not a characteristic of God. B bragging and boastfulness is not a part of the fruit of the spirit. As a matter of fact, the opposite is true. Patience is 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 an aspect of the fruit of the spirit. So so we understand that patience is quiet. It's not it's not boastful. Uh, but at the same time, understand this: it also does not complain. Because see, some of us we don't have a problem with bragging about things. We got a problem with complaining about things. And sometimes we just need to learn when to be quiet. Sometimes we need to learn. We we, we need to learn just just. 
not to complain. Opposite end of the spectrum. Some people, we bragging. We, we doing more talking than we doing working. Other people, we complaining. We complain uh, about the process. We complain about the lack of progress. We complain about uh, uh, who God is using. We complain, you know, we ask God, God, uh, whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do it. Well, God, why do you have to have me do that? Why, why, why do I have to be assigned to this person? Many of us complain a little bit too much and so and so what we under what we need to understand about being quiet practicing patience being quiet is that uh your complaints uh are, are often uh a tale of a lack of faith okay uh so what happens is many of us many of us we we talk about how much faith we have uh but our actions don't equate to our words and so, and so we need to ensure uh, that we're that we're not complaining because and, and and this is this is verbal, okay? These are verbal complaints. These are these are mental complaints because because just because you didn't say it out loud doesn't mean you didn't say it. The Bible says that man examines the outside, but God examines the heart. That also applies to what you say and don't say. God knows what's in your heart, regardless of whether or not you verbalize it. Okay, so don't think just because you don't verbalize it that that God doesn't hear your complaints. Okay, so we got to understand that 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 our complaints are oftentimes a lack of faith. Uh, let let me let me let me go on a deeper explanation. So when we complain, uh, if we complain, what we're essentially saying is, uh, uh, if God didn't do it by now, then He can't or He won't. That's a lack of faith if God already told you that I will. Okay? If if we complain, if we complain that that well why 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 do I got to work with this person? Who who what, God why do you choose them? Well now are you questioning God's you know, are you questioning his character? Are you questioning uh, uh, his ability to choose? Are you questioning his ability to use flawed people? Because if that's what you're questioning, then you've you've ultimately excluded yourself. So when we complain, when we make complaints, what we're doing is we're showing a lack of faith. And it doesn't matter whether or not you verbalize these complaints. God knows your heart. Let me prove it to you. This isn't just me talking. This isn't just me talking. Uh, let's look at let's look at Romans chapter eight verse twenty five. Romans eight twenty five. Let's see what Paul has to say. Paul says, "But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience." Now, now, essentially, let, let, let me give you that. That's that's Romans chapter eight, verse twenty five, English Standard Version. Let me give you Romans chapter eight, verse twenty five, uh, Bartlett translation. OK. If you're going to exercise faith, you must also exercise patience. Let me give you English Standard Version one more time. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Jordan Bartlett Standard Version, if you're going to exercise faith, you must also exercise patience. Bartlett, how, how, how'd you come up with your translation? But if we hope for what we do not see, for faith 
is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of what is not seen. That, that's the definition of faith. But if we hope for what we do not see, so if we have faith, we wait for it with patience. Okay, I, I hope that's I hope that's connecting. I hope that I hope everybody's getting that. Okay, so so here's here's the thing. If you are going to brag about your faith, I hope you are ready to exercise your patience. And if you are going to complain, then that is showing your lack of faith. Okay? Patience and complaints don't coexist. They, they don't do well together. Could, could you imagine, could you imagine, now, now watch this. Uh, could you imagine what would happen if, if every three months, Abram and Sarah complained to God about the fact that they hadn't had a baby yet? Now, now they did get impatient. They did get impatient because Sarah told Abraham, have a baby with my handmaiden, Hagar, uh, and they, they messed all that up. They did get impatient for a minute, but, but could you imagine how long the book of Genesis would be if every six months they complained that, that God, what well, you said, God, you said you were going to give it to the baby. What, what happened? What, what's going on with this baby? But Abraham is the father of the faith. So Abraham understands that in order to exercise my faith, I have to exercise my patience because God is not obligated to function within the parameters of time, especially my time. Okay. So if I'm going to exercise faith, then I must also be prepared to exercise my patience. Okay. Now, uh, let's keep going. We're still in the book of Romans. Uh, slide over to chapter 12. Chapter 12, uh, verse 12, 12 and 12. Paul tells us, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Okay, so, so now, now what we understand through this particular passage of Scripture is that there is an appropriate place for everything. Okay, so, so. So we rejoice. We find joy again. We've already talked about joy. We find joy again in hope. Okay. This is why you can have joy in a hard place because your joy, you find joy again in the hope that God will be God. Okay. So we rejoice in hope. Then Paul says, be patient in tribulation. Paul, why do we need to be patient in tribulation? Because weeping may endure for a night, but if we be patient, joy will come in the morning. Paul, why do we need to be patient in tribulation? Because in everything there is a season. And seasons must change. Cycles must rotate. We, we, we need to be patient in tribulation. When we go through our hard time, don't nobody have a, don't nobody struggle being patient when everything is going good? When you got money in your savings account, you're not, you're not rushing Friday's payday to get here. It's when I'm in tribulation and I don't even know, I don't even know what my paycheck going to look like this week, but I need Friday to hurry up and get here. See, it's in tribulation that you have to express or, 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 or uh, you have to 
uh, uh, prove or show your patience. You have to express your patience in times of tribulation. Nobody have a problem being patient. You listen. When when you got it, you can loan somebody some money. Oh, just, just, just get it back to me when you can. Don't worry about it. Just get it back to me when you can. But as soon as you go through some tribulations, you calling everybody in your phone that you done ever bought lunch for. You, you remember that time? Y'all need you to, y'all need my money. Now, see, you got to, <laughs> you got to practice patience in times of tribulation. You, you can't complain when you go through hardships. You just got to be patient and wait for God to be God. Okay? Wait for God to be God. All right. So patience is quiet. Anybody got any questions? Uh, any questions, comments, concerns? Uh, you can put your comments and concerns in the, in the, in the, in the chat. Uh, but put your questions in the comment section. I can address your questions if you have any. All right? All right. Um, let's keep moving. Number two. Number one, patience is quiet. Uh, number two, uh, it steadily perseveres. It steadily perseveres. There's steady perseverance in patience. There's steady perseverance in patience. Now, I've mentioned this before. I've mentioned this before, and it's worth saying again. I, I told y'all, you know, I don't, I don't know, it's maybe been a few months ago now, I was watching the Karate Kid remake with Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith. Uh, and and Jackie Chan is, is the karate teacher, and he tells Jaden Smith that, that being still and doing nothing are not the same. One more time, one more time, because I, I love that quote, and I quote it every time I get the chance. Being still and doing nothing are not the same. See, patience is about a steady perseverance. When, when, you, when you exercise patience, you understand that everything is not going to come uh, speedily. Everything is not going to happen fast. Everything's not going to take place when, where, and how you want it to. When you exercise patience, you understand that everything happens in God's time. And right at the right time, God will step in and God will do what God does. But we have to understand that 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 being still and doing nothing are not the same okay now now i got that quote from uh the karate kid remake but the bible teaches us this same principle the bible teaches us the same principle watch this go to go to go to galatians chapter 6 verse 9 galatians chapter 6 verse 9 reads this way one of my one of my favorite passages y'all know it and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up now now understanding that that when when you're doing good you, you just got to be patient sometimes because many of us many of us miss our blessing because we're not patient and we give up and we start doing nothing instead of being still. I hope y'all getting this. Many of us miss our blessing because we give up too early and we get frustrated. God, as soon as I decide to live for you, God, as soon as as soon as I'm trying to do the right thing, God, or 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 many, 
Many of us got this. God, I, listen, I've been, I, I've been treating people right that's doing me dirty like all year. God, I, I, I've, been, I've been doing the right thing. Everybody else around me is doing wrong, and they seem to be getting ahead. God, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting frustrated because, because here I am trying to do it your way, and it seemed like, like I'm getting left behind. Uh, many of us have experienced that, that, those types of situations. But James writes, James writes, don't don't grow weary of doing good. Keep doing thing, things God's way. Just be patient because in due season, when the time is right, you'll get back what you've planted as long as you don't give up. Okay? So so we 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 gotta keep pushing. We gotta keep pushing and understand that 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 being still. And doing nothing is not the same. It might look like you're not progressing. It might look like you're not moving forward. It might look like everybody and everything else around you is moving. But but don't worry about that because if they're not following God's plan, then they're going nowhere fast. See, see, they'll tire themselves out and have nothing to show for it. It's like the tortoise and the hare. They'll tire themselves out and have nothing to show for it. And then here you come trotting along. And the Bible says in due season, when the time is right, you'll get to where you're supposed to go. All right. Let's look at another one. Let's look at Psalm uh, 37. The 37th division of Psalm. Uh, Psalm 37 and 7. Read this way. Now, this is this is much like the quote. This is being still and doing nothing are not the same thing. Hear what David says. David says. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourselves, fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way. Over the man who carries out. Evil devices. Okay. Okay. one more time. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. So, so, so be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. So, so we got to understand that, that, that waiting patiently is still doing something. See, waiting patiently is not the same thing as giving up. Let, let, let me let me I don't know. I don't know if we've had any, uh, you know, intimate talk lately. Let me let me let me let, y'all come here real quick. Just sit down. I'm going to tell you a little bit, a little bit about my life. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my life. There's a there's been a couple of instances in my life, significant instances in my life where I realized that patiently waiting was still doing something. Let me give you the first one. The first one was when I met my wife. OK, now, before I met my wife, uh, I, I wasn't no preacher yet, you know, just, just young. I'm, I'm out here. I'm just doing my thing. Okay. I'm doing my thing. I'm, and I'm doing my thing. Okay. And, and so, but I remember saying to myself, I remember saying to myself, like doing my thing is kind of getting old. Like, I, I ain't really feeling this. Um, you know, I, I, I ain't really feeling this. I, I'm ready to, to take on some responsibility. I'm ready to, I'm, I'm ready to, 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 to be serious and make some real progression in my life. And so, uh, and so w- what I would do 
before I came to that thought process is everywhere I went, I, I was looking for what, where the women were. Like everywhere, I'm talking about I could be in the daggone grocery store and I'm looking and just to make sure ain't nobody down that aisle that, that, that caught my eye. Because if they did, uh, if they caught my eye, uh, we, we was going to see what's happening. Okay. But, but I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't really want to do that. Um, I, I, I want to, you know, I, I, I want life to mean something. I want to, you know, I'm, I think I'm ready to settle down. And so what I did was I did not begin to look for a wife. I just stopped approaching every girl I saw. And, and lo and behold, I don't even think it was a full month. I don't even think it was a full month. In a place that I would have never expected, I meet the woman who would then become my wife. Not because I decided to do nothing, but because I decided to wait patiently. And, I, and, and that, was, that was a major moment in my life where I understood that waiting patiently is not the same thing as doing nothing. Waiting patiently is understanding that some things you won't be able to see until you slow down. Waiting patiently is understanding that some things, some things, the fact that you can't practice patience means that you're not ready for okay let, let me tell you another instance let me tell you another instance so and I've told this story before um, but some of y'all y'all never heard it so if you if you heard it just pretend like you didn't hear it so real quick because we running out of time real quick so when my wife and I were dating when we were dating early in our relationship she expressed to me that because of some medical issues, she could not have children. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I was perfectly all right with that because although I was ready to settle down, the whole kid thing really hadn't settled in on me yet. So I'm, I'm cool with that, okay? But then after we got married, now, now the whole time she, she, she's told me not only does she want children, but that God has promised her a child. And she was very specific with the description of this child. She said, God told me that I was going to have a chocolate baby girl that, that had the right hair texture for me to put Afro puffs in her hair. Now, 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 it's it, it seemingly contradictory because on one hand, you're telling me that your OB told you that you cannot have children. But on another hand, you're telling me that God has given you this specific description of this miracle child. Okay. So I'm like, okay, all right, all right, whatever. So then as we get married or we develop our relationship, we get married. I say, okay, I love this woman so much. If she wants a baby, I want her to be happy. So I want a baby too. Okay. Now, lo and behold, we go to the doctor. The doctor says, Lakia, I, I can't find the problem anymore. I don't know what happened, but I can't I can't find the problem no more. I everything everything looks good. You sh, you from what I can see right now, you should be able to conceive with no problem. So we get excited. We we get we 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 get excited and obedient because the Bible said be fruitful and multiply. So we was just being obedient. So we get excited. We get obedient uh, and and we do what the Bible told us to do. We do what God told us to do. And and when I tell you. Everybody around us was getting pregnant except us. 
Like I'm talking about people that didn't even want kids. I'm talking about people mad that they pregnant. Everybody getting pregnant around us but us. So we're trying to figure out, okay, the doctor done said that ain't nothing wrong. So we're trying to figure out, so, so we spending money, we getting ovulation kits, we getting all kinds of stuff. We spending all kind of money that we don't have at the time. This is early, early marriage. Ain't, ain't no money. We ain't got no money, man. Uh, so, so we spending all kind of money. And so Lakia, Lakia gets, we, we get an, an ovulation kit. Uh, she, she takes uh, the, the, uh, the ovulation test in the middle of the night. Uh, and she's only supposed to let it sit for two minutes. Uh, she she fell asleep beyond the two minutes, so the whole thing just messed up. It just broke. It just malfunctioned. Now we ain't had the money to buy another kit. We have another. We we ain't had that. So the the ovulation kit breaks. So we take that as a sign, like you know what? At this point, like we we doing everything we know how to do. Like at this point, we ain't got nothing left. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know she's in the chat. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it was maybe four to six weeks after that night. She goes in for a regular checkup. Just like normal, regular checkup with the OB, just the yearly checkup. She goes in. And uh, she pulls up. I know she's got the appointment. I'm at work. Next thing, I'm, I'm getting a call. She's like, hey, um. I'm, I'm outside your job. I need you to come outside. And, and she's crying. And I'm like scared out of my mind. She's crying. I go outside. I go outside. She's boohoo crying. And, and she's like, she's like, I, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Um, I got to tell you something. I said, what you got to tell me? Hurry, hurry up and tell me. At this point, I'm getting anxious. What you got to tell me? Uh, and so, so she's got these bandages on her arms from where they drew blood at the doctor's office. And she says, well, I, I just need to know which one do you want, red or, or pink or blue? I said, what are you talking about? She said, she said I, just, I just left the doctor, and I need to know which one you want, pink or blue. I said, what do you mean? She said, is your guest a boy or a girl? So I completely lose my mind. Now, I'm in the parking lot crying. I'm snotting and teared up. I'm crying, all kind of stuff. The moral of the story is when we were trying to make it happen, it wouldn't happen. And even when we tried to do it our way, God blocked it. He, I, I believe that it was God himself that, that put her on back to sleep to break that ovulation kit to say, you worried about the wrong stuff. What you need to do is just be patient and wait for me. And when we stopped trying, we got what we were waiting for. Why? Because we understood that being patient and doing nothing are not the same thing. Okay. You, you, you got to be steady. You got you to gotta be steady in in, in, in your perseverance. Okay. Now, now here's a tip. Here's a tip for you. Here's a tip. Uh, so, so, so if I'm, cause the question is, okay, if I'm going to be patient, if I'm going to be still, what does that look like? What does that look like? If being still and doing nothing are not the same thing, pastor, help me understand what being still looks like. Here's what being still looks like. Being still means keep doing what you're doing until God does what he does. Okay, that, 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 that's as simple as I can put it for you. Keep doing what you're doing until God does what he does. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Another one of my favorites. This lesson is filled uh, with some of my favorite scriptures. Um, Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verse 31. 
y'all know it. I know y'all. Uh, I'm in the wrong, wrong thing. Let me see. All right. Says this. Uh, but they who wait for the Lord, they that wait on the Lord, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And they that wait on the Lord, and they that wait on the Lord, they that wait on the Lord. Now, uh, you keep doing what you're doing. I, 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 I preached a sermon on on uh, Isaiah forty thirty one already. I already preached that sermon. Uh, uh, but but th- there's there's two definitions. For wait, one um, is to be patient, and the other is to serve. Okay, when you go to a restaurant, you get a waiter. They, they they're there to serve you. Okay, so they who wait on the Lord, they who are patient with God, and they that serve God, shall renew their strength. So so now just keep doing what you've been doing because as long as you're patient with God and you continue to serve, God will do what God's gonna do. So what does it look like to be patient? What does it look like to be still? Just keep what you keep doing what you've been doing. If, if God sets you on a path, you, you just keep on walking until he shows up. You, you just keep on, even if you got to climb over some stuff, even if you got to crawl under some stuff, even if you got to move some stuff out the way, you just stay on the path. Just keep doing what you've been doing until God does what he does. Okay? I got to move through this quickly, y'all. Uh, let, let's, let's move. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Hebrews 10, 36. All right. So it says, for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Okay. For you have need of endurance so that so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Just keep, just keep doing what you've been doing. Don't get weary and well doing. Just keep just keep doing what you've been doing. Just keep doing. Just be patient. Just keep just keep doing what you've been doing. This isn't a sprint. See, it takes patience. It takes it takes patience to be a cross country runner. It takes patience. It takes patience to be a cross-country runner. You, you, you run the 100, you run the 200, it's done in, 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 in 10 seconds. You, you, you're done. It, it's over with. But it takes patience to be a distance runner. You, you got to have patience. And if you just practice patience and, and just continue doing the will of God, just continue to do what you've been doing, God will then show up and do what he does. All right. And then once you once you start doing it, whatever you do, just don't stop. Just don't stop. Just just don't stop. Just don't stop. Let me prove it to you. We still in Hebrews. Uh, go backward. Uh, chapter six. Go backward to chapter six. Chapter six, uh, verse 12 says this. Uh, so that you may not be sluggish. But imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Pastor, how do I get to the finish line? Through faith and patience. Why do I need both? Because if you're going to exercise faith, you got to be able to exercise patience too. Because there, there, there is always time between the announcement and the appointing. 
Okay? We, we, we got to understand that. So don't be sluggish, but be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise of God. This Christian life is a distance run. It's not a sprint. And I'm glad that it's not a sprint because all a sprint is, it just means that I've gotten to the finish line quicker. See, I, I want to be able to experience God along the way. I want to be able I want to be able to really experience God along the way. So I'm all right with the fact that this is not a sprint because I want to be able to experience God. But in order to really experience God, you, you got to exercise some patience. All right. All right. Let's. Uh, OK. Um, y'all give me give me three minutes. Give me three minutes. Give me three minutes. OK. Last thing. Uh, well, first thing, patience is quiet. Patience steadily perseveres. Last thing, uh, patience is even-tempered. All right? Patience is even-tempered. Now, here's, here's one of the beauties of patience. Patience prevents you from being controlled by emotion. Pa patience prevents you from being controlled by emotion. Patience prevents you from doing dumb stuff because you didn't take the time to think first. Patience prevents impulse. See, many of us find ourselves in sticky situations not because God didn't want more for us or didn't have more for us, but because we were too impulsive. The, the serpent, Satan was able to was able to get to Adam and Eve because he played on their emotions. He played on their emotions. See, what it really is, is, is God know that if you eat of this fruit, that you're going to be like him. And, and see, he jealous. So he really don't want want you to be like him because he what, what do you mean? He's the creator. What he need to be jealous of you for? But he plays on he plays on their emotions. And he's able to cause the fall of man because he was able to trick man into being impulsive. And so God then says, I'm going to give you my spirit. And one of the one of the characteristics of my spirit is patience. And that patience will prevent you from functioning on impulse. All right. Watch this. Uh, we got to get through this. Y'all gave me three minutes. I got two left. OK, let's go to the book of James. James. James chapter 1, verse 19. James 1, 19. Says this. Uh, you know what? My Bible is acting real crazy right now. James 1, 19. Okay, here we go. Uh, know this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let every person be quick to hear slow to speak, and slow to anger. Quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Take some time and listen without talking. Like, like actually listen. Actually listen 
to God. See, some of us, we can't get our prayers answered because we won't stop asking. Many of us can't get our prayers answered because we won't stop talking long enough to see the manifestation of the answer. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and he says, slow to anger. Don't allow your frustrations to get the best of you. Don't allow your anxieties to get the best of you. Don't allow your fears to get the best of you. Don't allow confusion to get the best of you. Don't allow fatigue to get the best of you. When I played ball, when I played ball, I only had a few coaches in my life, but all of them adopted this style of coaching by which they would run us into the ground and then force us to shoot free throws. Because in theory, the free throw is the easiest shot you'll ever be able to take on a basketball court, which is why they call it a free throw. It's an uncontested shot. Nobody can try to block it. Nobody can. It's just a free shot that you're going to get. And so what they would do is they would run us until we could barely breathe and then make us shoot free throws. And the psychology behind this method was when you're tired, it's harder to concentrate. And the key to making a free throw is concentration. So they would practice making us tired so that we could practice being able to concentrate in our fatigue. And sometimes being able to concentrate was really just practicing patience because understanding that this is a free throw, I don't have to rush this process. So what the coaches would do is they would run us into the ground and hope that we would understand that this is actually a period of time that if you're smart, you'll stand at the line for as long as you need to. You got a, you got you got 10 seconds. You can catch your breath for nine and a half before you have to put the shot up. Don't allow your emotions to get the best of you. Don't allow your emotions to make you impulsive. Practice patience. When you get up to the free throw line, don't rush your shot. Take some time to get your thoughts together. Take, take some time to get your instructions together. If you watch college basketball, when a foul happens and somebody goes to the free throw line, you'll see the team actually do a quick huddle on the floor to get the game plan together. We don't got to rush this. All right? Stay in, let's stay in James for a second. Uh, uh, James chapter 5. Let's go to chapter 5. Let's go to the end. Chapter 5, uh, verses seven through 7 and 8. Five, seven, and eight. Here it is. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Now, James is talking about being patient for the coming of the Lord. But these principles can be applied to your everyday life. James says, do you see how the farmer is patient? Get this. Get this. Here's a note for the farmer. Many of us get frustrated and we get impatient because we looking around and we like every time I turn around, I'm dealing with a storm in my life. Every time I, I was saving for a rainy day. Now I'm hoping for a sunny day. Every time I turn around, something is happening. But here's the reality. You can't you. you the farmer can't reap a harvest without the rain. 
So in the process of being patient like a farmer, you understand that the rain is necessary for my crops. The, 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 rain, the rain is necessary for me, to get, for me to get back from what I've planted. We all love sunshine. Come on here. Somebody, somebody know what I'm talking about. Sunny days. Everybody loves them. But tell me, can you, can you stand the rain? Can you, can, can, can you stand the rain? Can you be patient? Can you be patient and understand that, that, that you don't plant a seed and wake up the next day and see the harvest? There's a combination of uh, once you plant a seed, you got to put dirt on it. Then you got to put some fertilizer on it. Then you need some rain and you need some sunshine. Can you be patient like a farmer? Don't allow don't allow uh, your frustrations to get the best of you. Don't don't be impatient. Be even tempered. Say, uh, understand that in order for me to get what God has for me, in order for me to reap a harvest, I need the rain and the sun. So, so I can't get I can't get too far on either side of the spectrum. I can't get too excited about the sun and I can't get too depressed about the rain because too much sun will burn out my crops and too much rain will flood my crops. I got to be even tempered and understand that I need both in order to have a harvest. All right. Last thing and then we're going to wrap up. I thank y'all for being patient with me. Last time. Last thing we're going to wrap up. Uh, Proverbs chapter 14. We go back to Proverbs. Uh, it's, it's not by accident uh, that a lot of our scriptures come from the book of Proverbs because <clears throat> uh, Solomon was all about wisdom and patience. Uh, patience is oftentimes a sign of wisdom. So Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29. Thank you, Auntie. I'm glad that, that everybody ain't so saved. Y'all act like y'all don't listen to New Edition. Y'all, it's on your playlist right now. Don't play with me. All right. Proverbs 14, 29. Uh, read this way. Uh, Whosoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly or foolishness. Watch this. Watch this. When you're not even tempered, you look like a fool. When, 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 when you don't know how to practice patience and remain even-tempered, it'll make you look like a fool. When you brag too much on the mountaintop, you look like a fool when you're in the valley. When you brag, when you, when you complain too much in the valley, when you complain too much down there, you look like a fool when God finally brings you to the top. You, you look like a fool. Got to be even-tempered. Even-tempered. When you, when you don't know how to control your emotions and practice patience, you look like a fool. That's not me talking. That's the Bible. I, I didn't make that up. That's, that's what the Bible say. So patience, by and large, in 2021 has become the lost virtue. But for those who are children of God, for those who say that the spirit of God lives in you, then patience should not be a lost virtue for you. 
As a matter of fact, the people around you should be able to see that 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 I that I know when to be quiet, that that I remain consistent and steady, and and that I'm even tempered. And they should be coming to you, man. How how do you? How, how is it that as bad as they talking about you? How you just as as all the stuff you've been through in your life? How you? As confusing as the world is right now, how do you? It's just patience. Because I know that if I just wait, if I just be still, I know that God will be God. So there's no reason for me to worry because God will be God. There's no reason for me to complain because God will be God. There's no reason for me to brag because I'm only here because of God. There's no reason for me to boast. I only got it because of God. I only made it this far because of God. My job is to be patient and allow, allow God to be God in my life. All right? All right. I hope everybody, I hope everybody got that. All right? I hope everybody's good. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. And, and I, I used to say this. Uh, probably every Bible study, but with this whole patience thing, I, I, I need to give you a warning and a disclaimer. I should have gave it to you in the beginning because some of y'all would have went on ahead and logged off before you listen. Uh, but the reality is because we just talked about patience, expect for your patience to be tested soon. J just plan for your patience to be tested soon. That's the way the enemy works. Oh, you, 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 you say you say you a Christian? Okay, all right, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. So I, I hope you took good notes. Uh, if you didn't, we'll we'll put it up on Spotify for you. You can watch the replay, you can go back to YouTube, we'll put it up on all that. Listen again, take your notes because your patience will be tested. It, your, it might be by your kids, it might be by your spouse, it might be by your job, it might be by, by yourself, your own procrastinations, all, all of that. It could come from anywhere. Your patience will be, it might come sitting at a stoplight because you missed the arrow because somebody was taking too long and you done missed the arrow and you late for work and now you cussing them out in your car when in reality it was your fault that you left the house late. Your patience might be tested. All right? All right. Uh couple quick announcements, then we'll pray and get out of here real quick. Uh, if you are an Abundant Faith family member, uh, we're having our State of the Church address tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Uh, we'll be live. Uh, we'll be tapped in uh, via Zoom. Uh, I've, we've sent out uh, letters in the mail. We've sent out emails to the email addresses we've ha we have. Uh, and so uh, if you miss the meeting and you don't attend, uh, you can't be mad that you didn't get the information. All right. Uh, we got some big news uh, coming up uh, that's going to be taking place sooner than later. Uh, so we need to make sure that all of our family members are aware of the direction in which we are headed. All right. Now, uh, next, it, it, it's uh, New Year tax time. If you need your giving statements, if you're a member or not, if you need your giving statements, we need you uh, to make sure that you have completed uh, it says member member info update on the website, afccindy.com, afccindy.com. It says member info update. 
Uh, but whether you're a member or not, if you have given to this ministry and you want a statement for that so you can um, get credit for that on your taxes, make sure that you update that information so that we can uh, have updated information on where to send that for you. All right. Um, and if you don't, if you don't do the form, uh, if you don't do the form, it'll be up to you to try to uh, figure out how, when, and where you can get your giving statement. Now, if you don't need credit for it or don't want credit for it, that's fine. That's that's perfectly fine. Uh, but we want to make sure that everybody who wants them is able to get them. All right. Um, I think that's it for now. I think that's it for now. Uh, other than that, I want you to um, just get ready for Sunday. Uh, Sunday, we're going to be talking about kindness. Ooh, How you be kind to people who just act so crazy. We're going to be talking about kindness on Sunday. So uh, I'm excited about that. Um, uh, a little plug real quick, a little quick plug. Um, if you... Uh, for all the men or women, for the men in your life, uh, there is a tab on AOCCindy.com. Uh, I'm doing something. This is not necessarily Abundant Faith related, uh, but since I am heading it, I guess by default it's Abundant Faith related. Uh, but we're doing Mental Health Mondays, okay? It's a private Zoom call for men uh, where we make sure our mental well-being is intact. Uh, we encourage one another. We pray for one another. We give advice. We give encouragement. We give accountability. Uh, and so if you have a man in your life, don't assume that he's okay. Don't assume that even if he says, oh, babe, I'm good. Oh, mama, I'm good. Oh, grandma, I'm good. No, don't assume that he's okay. He needs to register for Mental Health Mondays uh, and get in on that call so that we can ensure uh, his mental wellness. All right. Uh, last but not least, if you uh, have been blessed by this ministry uh, and and you want to sow into this ministry we're still uh, earlier in the early in the year you want to plant a seed uh, for this year and if you're believing God for a harvest of that seed you can give um, we'll put them those options on the screen for you you got three options you can give by uh, mail uh, or drop off you can give via cash app or our website afccnd.com all right uh, we, we we're grateful uh, for the gifts because it allows us to be able to do ministry at the highest level possible. Uh, and so we want to continue to be a blessing uh, and be the hands and feet of Jesus here on the earth. Uh, so your gifts and your partnership financially uh, help us to do that and do it well. All right. All right. Let's pray and we will get out of here. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. God, we thank you for your spirit that gives us understanding of your word. Now, God, my prayer is that for anyone who has heard or will be hearing this message, my prayer is that they would be better than they were before they heard it. God, we're praying that you would help us to exercise patience uh, for it is evidence of our relationship with you. We pray that even when times get tough, when we get tired, when we get frustrated, when we get confused, uh, that we are able to exercise the patience that allows us to put our trust in you uh, and not get caught up into uh, our circumstances. All right. Uh, so, God, we thank you. Uh, we praise you. We honor you in Jesus name. And it's in that name we say amen. Now, I know it's Wednesday night and I know, uh, you know, uh, 
It might not be common to do on a Wednesday night, but understand that salvation is available 24-7. So if you are saying, listen, I, I need this type of patience. I need God to work in my life. And the only way that I can do that is to be in relationship with God. I need you to text salvation to the number on your screen, 317-520-1892. Uh, I need you to do that. Text one word, salvation. Okay. If uh, this was the confirmation that you needed, that abundant faith is the place where you need to be. This is the type of teaching that I need. This is the type of leadership that I need. This is the type of family that I want to be a part of. I need you to send one word, family, to the number on your screen, 317-520-1892. Or you can go to afccnd.com, hit connect, and you can join our family that way last but not least if you need prayer you want somebody to pray with you and or pray for you you can send your prayer request to our prayer line at 317-520-1892-247 our prayer team is ready waiting and willing uh, to stand with you in prayer all right so now that we got all of that if you need salvation you need you want to join this family or you just need prayer uh, we've given you the resources for that I thank you for your time. I pray that everybody is starting the year off strong. And I pray that the fruit of the spirit is manifesting itself in your life on a day to day basis. Uh, I will see you all. I'll see most of you all uh, tomorrow night uh, and I'll see the rest of you all on Sunday. I love you and God bless you.